Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Let's talk about media kits. And before you tell me, Kate, they're not valuable. No brand wants them. Okay. I don't even have a media kit. There's a reason why brands don't want to look at the average media kit. That's why we're, that's why we're having this conversation, boo. (laughs) So the average media kit, and maybe this is what yours looks like as well. And there is no problem in having your media kit look like this. I'm just saying this is exactly why brands don't look at them. The average media kit starts off with like probably some really cute layout that's like on brand to your colors as a, you know, as a personal brand or if you have a blog and you have a website, you want to keep that cohesive. Totally understood. Most of the time, 90% of the time is spent on like how pretty and cute it is. And like, again, I'm not judging or shaming that. I'm saying I'm completely validating why you would go about doing it that way because that's what you're taught to do. Okay. So we're, we're, challenging that thinking on this episode. So it's like a cute layout that matches your brand. And then it'll be an about section, pictures and videos of you scattered throughout the media kit, right? And then the audience demographics. And it's really just who's following you at the moment. It's not even target audience. It's most of the time like demographics of the people that are following you that you've screenshot from relevant social media profiles. And, and then your stats of like how many impressions you get and views and, you know, how fast you've been, your growth rate and all of this other stuff. Um, l- brand logos of brands that you've worked with. And then sometimes there will be a rate section, which like, please know, okay, take that out because you are forfeiting all of your negotiation rights when you put rates into your media kit and send it to a brand. Um, and then there'll be social handles and like your email address or any other relevant contact information. Here's why no brand wants to look at that. Because they already know this information. They already have this information. And you're like, Kate, how? Well, brands invest in pretty robust and pricey social listening tools that allow for them to see your analytics on on their back end. So they kind of already are very familiar with all of this information that you're giving to them right now. They're also pretty familiar with your content and the brands that you've worked with because if the brand is doing their influencer marketing strategy strategically, then they're actually looking at your social media pages, getting a feel for the type of content you're posting, getting a feel for any opportunities that they can buy into your content and what types of content you've created with brands um, that are and aren't their competitors just to see how it is that you do brand collaborations and sponsorships. And the other reason that they look at your profile is because they want to find ways that they can like send you a personal 
personable, amicable, friendly email that you'll open and feel like they really took the time to get to know you and you'll be compelled to respond and then start that relationship with them. So if brands already know all the things that you're going to put in your media kit, what do you put in your media kit? There are two things that are very, very important to consider. They make you look incredibly professional. They make you look like the brand's equal. Okay. When you look like the brand's equal, you're less likely to also be taken advantage of, and you're also more likely to be respected as a fellow brand, because that's what you are as a creator. So I encourage you to think about your media kit as a piece of evidence for how strong your personal brand is, for how good you are at building community, for your conversion skills or awareness skills. And in order to do that, there are three things that you need to include in your media kit. And by the way, you can even possibly hop on a call with a brand and like present this to them and really have a discussion about this with them. The first thing to include are case studies. Case studies are essentially showcasing what you did with the specific brand that you worked with, maybe a little bit about the collaboration, and then also the analytics of the results of that collaboration. So essentially the return on a brand's investment, whether you generated a lot of engagement through that collaboration, or maybe you, you know, drove a ton of traffic to their website. You converted a lot of people to buying their product or service. Those are all things that can be showcased. How do you get those metrics? How do you get that information? At the end of every collaboration, you need to be asking every single brand that you work with for analytics, whether that's hopping on a call and talking about them or having them send over like a deck or a spreadsheet or a Google Doc of all of this information. Um, and you can just say like, I'm, I'd love to include, you know, some of these in a case study and, and I'm curious to see how this content performed and how we did so that then we can possibly move forward with future collaborations um, and continue our, our professional relationship. So case studies is a big one. Brands that you want to work with in the future will be able to see like, you know, how good you really are at building community and how well does your audience trust you and all of these things that you have built a personal brand around, essentially the data is the proof in the pudding, so to say. <laughs> the second thing is including testimonials. Testimonials, just like any other service provider, you know, like we as an agency, as a talent agency, get testimonials from our clients as well. And as an influencer, that's something that you could be gathering from your brand clients also. Whether that's a brand sending you an email saying, you know, it was really lovely working with you and we really enjoyed your professionalism and your attitude. That's something that you can screenshot and put it into your media kit. If you have a case study for that brand, then you can put it within the case study. If you decided not to make a case study for the brand because you really should only be making case studies for brands that you really like, you really brought it home with that collaboration and that's not going to be every single one and that's okay. Um, a lot of factors of brand collaborations are out of your control. So including testimonials from your brand clients or influencer marketing agencies that you're working with, um, as well as things that your audience has said in the comment sections of some of your sponsored content, or if they DM'd you with like a picture of, 
you know, the product that you, you were advertising on your page and they bought it. Like that would be really cool to showcase in your media kit as well. And the final thing, which is something nobody really talks about, unfortunately, is to create a ideal target audience profile or an ideal follower profile. Your target audience is not the demographics of the people that currently follow you. You will not find that information in any of the insights on any social media platform. Your target audience is somebody that you have in your head. You are trying to solve their problems. You are trying to provide them with certain value and help them achieve certain dreams and goals and whatever it is. It's, it's more so an emotional value as opposed to being like, oh, well, you know, this person is located in the, in the U.S., their age is 22 to, to 35, and um, they're mostly women. You know, that's, that's just demographics of, that you pulled from a profile, but your target audience could be, you know, a young black woman named Danielle, who's 25, who lives in New York, who works in social media. She loves to travel, but she also likes to stay home and have a staycation. She shops at whatever brands she shops at. She's really interested in turning her social media passions into a full-time influencer career. Like whatever it is, right? Whatever. It, it has to feel like a real person. I oftentimes say that it, it has to feel like you're building a sim. And so having this target audience profile featured in your media kit can help brands understand are you targeting the same person that the brand is trying to target or are you targeting completely different people? And that can also then prevent them working with an influencer that apparently doesn't share their target audience and then the collaboration flops because people don't resonate with the product or whatever. And then instead of them blaming it on you, you know, we can just prevent this entire process altogether and figure out immediately are we targeting the same person? So that's really important. And then you can hop on a call with a brand and present all of this to them and talk through this and have a discussion about their marketing objectives, who they're trying to target, as well as what you've done for brands that you worked with in the past, who your ideal follower is, what you're trying to help them with, what goals you're trying to help them achieve, what are problems that you're solving for them, and also things that your followers and other past clients have said about their experience and working with you and the things that you have shared in your sponsored posts. So those are things that are all to be included in a media kit. And when you say like, I've included case studies, you know, conversion metrics, awareness metrics, testimonials from both my audience and brands that I've worked with in the past, as well as a profile of my ideal target audience, I guarantee you a brand will open that because they they don't see that. 99% of the time, 99.9% .9 of the time, they don't see that. And unfortunately, in order to kind of get this information, you oftentimes have to work with a manager in order for them to really help you create a robust media kit that's actually interesting to look at and actually informs the brand as to what the value is of working with you. I want to shout out everybody who's listening to this podcast and um, continues to support Kindly Gifted and myself and my management, my talent agency, it really means the world to me to hear that this podcast um, and 
even anything that I share on TikTok has been instrumental in helping you think differently about yourself as an influencer and see yourself as a business and operate like any other brand would operate. So because my goal is always to make this knowledge more accessible and not make you feel like, oh, I need a manager in order to get access to this knowledge, but in order to hire a manager, I need to be making like 8K a month and in order to do that, I have to, you know, quit my job and like devote all of my time to pitch and all of this stuff, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. It can be a lot simpler. Um, and a lot of you listening to this are looking to make a full-time career from your influence and I want to help you do that. Like That's why this podcast was made. That's why my TikTok was made. That's why all of this exists. And so I want to introduce you to something that I think will make this knowledge more accessible to you, um, whether or not you're looking for a manager, but you're in this place where you are, you know, still in the process of really building your influencer career. I want to introduce you to a game-changing resource I haven't seen, so I made it. (laughs) When I was a creator, um, I kind of wished I had a talent manager on call and somebody that I could just like tap into and run my brand deals past and get some advice on negotiations and have somebody check my pitch email and see if it's something a brand would say yes to and just have another person look at stuff and and give me their time and um, expert level knowledge so that I could go further faster and nothing pains me more and I'm getting like emotional thinking about this but nothing pains me more than telling a creator especially one who's story I love and who has the potential to build such a strong personal brand that they're not ready for a manager because they're not making enough money to hire a manager like management shouldn't be so inaccessible and so I'd like to introduce you to a community that I've built called the mobsters very appropriately named by the way it is a monthly membership for creators that are looking to build a full-time career from your influence, secure more profitable brand deals that are an organic fit for you, um, be seen and respected as more than just a follower count because that's not all you are, okay? Um, Maybe you're looking to diversify your income streams beyond just brand deals down the line, like become a brand founder or start a podcast like this or write a book, be on TV, you know, whatever. Um, have a strong personal brand and also have a community of people cheering you on and and advocating for you and supporting you because this industry can be kind of lonely. Um, And unfortunately, at this current moment, all of those things uh, come at a price of 20% of all your brand deals because that's what all of my management clients pay me. (laughs) But um, I, I want to make this more accessible to creators who are not at the place where they can hire a manager. And so I want to be able to give you advice on your brand deals and help you get expert level knowledge on um, hot industry topics and give you a community that cheers you on, including myself. I want to cheer you on. I want to help all of you turn your influencer career into a a full-blown business and sit in the sidelines like Kris Jenner and Ariana's music video and be like, you're doing amazing, sweetie. Like, that's all I want. So... The Mobsters is exactly that. It, If you join the Mobsters, it's, you'll get 24-7 um, access uh, through a Geneva group chat to a supportive community of like-minded influencer peers who are also committed to building an influencer career from their personal brand. You receive monthly trainings featuring guest experts on things like UGC and contracts, personal branding, finances, so much more. 
Um, you get two monthly live Q&A office hours to ask me anything about your brand deal negotiations, content strategy, etc. Uh, we also have a variety of different chat rooms where you can talk about those things via chat as well. You get access to a resource library like the media kit I mentioned in this episode, an income tracker, partnership tracker, influencer glossary to help you figure out all the terms in your contracts. Basically everything I use to support my management, exclusive management clients. Um, You get affordable one-on-one calls uh, with me. Right now I don't offer one-on-one calls, so uh, the mobsters get first dibs on my time as well. And you get first dibs to be represented by mob management because we only select two creators a quarter to be represented by us um, since we're a relatively small team at the moment. And so much more. There's literally so much more in the works. Oh my god, I wish I could tell you right now. But... It's just an exciting thing because now you can do this without having to feel like, oh, I'm not, you know, good enough to access this knowledge or I'm not um, making enough money to access this knowledge. Like, you shouldn't have to feel that way and you shouldn't have to give away 10, 20% of your brand deals in order to become a successful influencer. And there are so many influencers that, you know, don't even want a manager to begin with, which is completely respectable too. And you can still access the mobsters community if that's what you want. So instead of investing 20% of your brand deals in order to get this knowledge, you can invest $50 a month. Like that's 40% less, 48% less than what a 90 minutes of my time costs. And $50 a month is also one Starbucks rent a week. And you have all of this to help you on a monthly basis to support you and continue to scale your influencer business by having a talent manager on call. So if this sounds like something that would benefit you and would help you, please check out the link in this episode description you're always welcome to DM me at the mob management on Instagram um, or comment on any of my TikToks at Kate Mob. All of these handles are linked in the description too. Um, if you have any questions about this membership and community and or have any reservations, I'm happy to discuss anything and answer all of your questions um, because I want to make this as, as good of an experience for you as possible. So go check it out. See what you think. Let me know. I would love to help you if I can and if you're interested. And I can't wait to see you inside the Mobsters community and give you a big, big e-hug, emoji hug. So I'll see you there. Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at KateMob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.